Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT, and I'm joined today by Joe Ponder, who's the co-founder and senior partner at InfoCycle based in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Joe. Glad to have you with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Shannon. I really appreciate it. Of course. Today, Joe, we're going to talk about information governance and the importance that it plays in what continues to be just an ever-evolving care delivery network. So let's get started and we'll talk about the care delivery system. And it seems obvious that COVID might be a good place to start when we think of events that make it challenging to manage data. So what impact would you say COVID has had on information governance? Yeah, sure. I think it's been significant. It's no secret that it's been all hands on deck for healthcare delivery organizations to service this pandemic and and try to provide the proper resources to the bedside for patient care. But there's a significant volume of back office staff that oftentimes support that bedside care delivery. And I think it can be easily overlooked in the grand scheme of things, but it's, it's significantly evolved because more and more of those folks are working remotely and they've transformed their their home offices into now their place of business. And so from a data governance perspective, we've had to help many companies ensure that they've got the appropriate protections in place to deliver, perhaps in some cases, PHI to those individuals that are working in their own back office in a secure manner and ensure that it can be properly governed in accordance with all the same regulations, such as the HIPAA security rule or the privacy rule, with all the same regs and checks and balances as it is within an in-house. And so that's been, I think, a significant shift and one that a lot of companies have had to give pause and give extra thought to. Very significant, for sure. So then what would you cite as some of the other changes in care delivery that are making it just more difficult for healthcare delivery organizations to properly govern their clinical data? I think the the next obvious one would be the clinical cloud adoption. I think so many companies, cloud adoption is not new. It's been around for quite some time, but predominantly it's been adopted for purposes of collaboration services, business operations support or sales support. But we're starting to see more and more of a shift of healthcare organizations getting comfortable with, with cloud clinical platforms. And I think that's the that's the significant shift that I feel is really having a an impact on how data is being governed. As you're well aware, Shannon, companies make that transition from one clinical platform to another. There's a lot of decisions to be made about how the data is going to be transitioned and what that looks like and kind of how they manage that from end to end is really critical for how the data gets gets properly governed throughout its its life cycle. Right. And are there questions that organizations should be asking themselves or thinking about when they adopt these new cloud-centric clinical solutions? Yeah, I think part of it is just having a plan going into that big change, ensuring that you're understanding, you know, what data is going to be migrated to the cloud, what data is going to be kept on premise. Oftentimes it's not all going. And so organizations need to to make sure that they've got a proper plan in place as to how to govern the data that gets perhaps left behind. Data conversion, of course, is one that you're very familiar with and ensuring that the data is properly converted from the on-prem system to the cloud. But in addition, you know, there's this whole kind of information lifecycle ecosystem that needs to be considered. 
What responsibilities is that new cloud provider going to be on the hook for when it comes to how data is backed up or how data is retained? The organizational retention requirements and the organizational disaster recovery requirements are still just as relevant, even though the application has shifted into a cloud service provider. And so it becomes of utmost importance that those those key questions are considered, especially early on in the contracting process uh, as companies are, are making that switch to a cloud provider. Right. And you mentioned information lifecycle management earlier. It might be a good idea to define that for someone that may not know quite exactly what you mean by that. Yeah. So when I speak of information lifecycle management, you know, I think kind of industry-wide, it's commonly broken into five different areas. Information creation. So how is the organization creating that data today? What's the process by which it comes into existence? In some cases, it's created internally. In some cases, it's perhaps brought in from third-party organization. But what's that creation process look like? The next phase would be management. So now that we have the data, how are we going to properly manage it? How are we going to properly ensure that the right folks have access to it when they need it? And then how are we going to secure it? So ensuring that we've got proper controls in place. Again, in the healthcare space, a lot of what we're talking about is PHI or perhaps PII. So do we have the appropriate security controls, not just on day one, but throughout the life of that piece of information or perhaps that piece of medical record for a patient? Next, we think about how we utilize that information. So are we ensuring that we're utilizing the clinical information, in this case, to its fullest potential? Are we able to have care providers access that record, how they need it, when they need it, so that they can provide the best care possible? Or perhaps even on an aggregated scale, are we able to infer certain things about patient care in general from the records that we have and are managing for our customers or for our patients rather? And then finally, information disposition. So ensuring all of this stuff has a life cycle. All of this stuff has a shelf life, I should say. And it needs to be properly disposed of once the organization no longer needs the data. And so making sure that it's getting cleaned up is a key aspect of information governance. Sure. So can you just walk through how those five different phases work together or how a healthcare delivery organization should consider these phases? Yeah. So when we think about information governance, I like to, it's not extremely glamorous, but I like to kind of liken it to plumbing. So when we think about information governance, you know, I think it can also often be viewed as, as kind of data plumbing for an organization. And it's often thought of kind of in a similar vein of security. It's easiest, it's most cost-effective, it's most beneficial for the organization when the governance of the information is thought of before the data or the information ever even comes into existence. It can be far more costly to, unfortunately, to try to implement a proper governance framework once the horse is out of the barn, so to speak, and once mm-hmm. once the data has already been created, right? It, it becomes more of a triage and more of a cleanup effort that many companies are faced with, with additional regulatory requirements, such as some of the, the new privacy requirements that are coming down the pipe. And so it, it's key that this stuff is, is really thought of, especially you know, as we talk about clinical cloud adoption before the data ever reaches the cloud, so that you've got a kind of a well-rounded plan as to how you're going to implement and govern the data from end to end. Right, definitely plays a critical role. So how would an organization get started and take the steps that they need to take to improve their overall information governance posture and just become compliant with some of the regulations that you're mentioning? Yeah, 
We always like to start with, and we recommend companies focus on collaboration first, right? The information governance has a lot of tentacles on it. There's a lot of of stakeholders throughout organizations, especially healthcare organizations that have a vested interest as to how the data is going to be managed. It's not just, you know, I often say that the chief information officer, just because they have information in their title isn't the only person that needs to be on board here. We need to make sure that we've got compliance and risk and privacy and legal and all of those, you know, the business operations side of the house that everybody understands kind of what the goal is and how we're going to start tracking towards that goal. And so collaboration, I would say, would be the first thing. Next, I would say build your foundation. So organizations have to have a have to prop up this governance framework with a solid set of policies, with proper training to ensure that everybody knows kind of what is that source of truth that we're going to start governing data to. Oftentimes, that's things like a retention schedule. Oftentimes, that's things like a data classification policy. But there needs to be kind of a base of, of reference that all of those stakeholders can start relying upon and using throughout these conversations about how we're going to govern data better. And then lastly, I would say, I'd say methodical execution, right? When we talk about information governance and properly governing data and an organization just getting started, there's so much to do, so much to do, so little time. And so you got to start somewhere, right? So we advise folks to try to focus in on the areas where crown jewels are throughout the organization. So many times when I say crown jewels, people think it's Meditech or it's Cerner implementation or Mm -hmm. it's, you know, pick your, your vendor flavor. But it's not just that, right? It's all of the ancillary systems. It's all of the feeding systems that provide information into those critical care systems that need to be considered. And so first, I would say, start looking at your entire ecosystem of information and then focus in on those that are, that are really critical that support care delivery and start simple and slowly grow it over time with, with some quick wins. I do think that there is so much to consider, like you say. So it's nice to have a partner like InfoCycle that can kind of help guide you through because you do have to, I think the methodical execution is just a good point so that it isn't a daunting task. So then if you get started on that, how do you help hospitals take a look and measure just the overall success of an information governance initiative? So we like to measure project success in accordance with three different benchmarks, if you will. So one would be the reduction of organizational spend. And so many of these information governance cleanup projects can drastically help reduce OPEX for companies, especially in cloud environments where companies are paying you know, by the gigabyte or by the terabyte. Reducing that organizational footprint can be critical, not only from a security standpoint, but also just from a pure cost standpoint. Second would be the reduction of risk. I often ask my friends that are CISOs and companies, how would you manage your data differently if you knew exactly where all of the PHI live throughout the environment? The reality is many organizations don't understand where all PHI, PII is stored, right? And so mm-hmm. as a result, all information behind the firewall or in the protected area of the company is treated in the same way. And so you were either at that point, you're either overprotecting all of the information because you have to treat it all the same, or you're not protecting the critical information to the proper extent. And so knowing where these assets are throughout the company helps understand how can I reduce my risk so that you know if we do have an incident, if we do have a data breach, if we do have something that 
where an, an unauthorized actor comes into the company, we limit their capabilities to obtain sensitive information. And so reduction of risk is key. And then finally, improving data utilization. So organizations, healthcare companies especially, have so much information at their fingertips. Ensuring that that data gets to the right folks at the right time is critical. And so making sure that you've you've understood and then you've mapped out where some of your key data assets are and how you manage those and how you use those throughout their life cycle gives companies a step up on, on the competition. Right. I think right information at the right time is important, but really, like you say, reduction of risk is, is where it's at and to reduce cost is also an added benefit. Joe, yeah. thanks so much for joining us today. I just feel like that was a really comprehensive overview of information governance. And that is just a critical topic right now in this really ever-evolving care delivery network. So thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Great. And to our audience, thanks for listening. Join us next time for another short discussion around the value of data management in healthcare. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.